0: This is the first and thirty podcast, the podcast that brings you the Cliff Notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Sunday, August twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, and I'm joined on the line as always by Drew and Keith. We got two weeks left until the season starts. Um, we have our le- we finally made it to the AFC West, our last division to break down. Keith, how the fuck are you doing? Uh, it's getting close. We got two more weeks.
1: Very close. I'm excited. We saved the best division for last for tonight, so I'm definitely ready to get into that. But I am tired of fake football, fake scores, fake stats, fake fantasy drafts, fake beers, these hard seltzers. Get rid of them. Let's get into fall.
0: Hell yeah, let's get into fall. Um, I am sick of preseason as well. Um, I I think there's one more game left. Um, But yeah, I can't take watching anymore. It's so fucking... It's so tough watching these games, and now now that we're out of them, I'm definitely ready to get to the regular season. Drew, how excited are you for Thursday night, Bills, Rams, in two, less than two weeks?
2: Yeah, pretty exciting because I can watch that game, and it's going to be a, a real barn burner. Those two teams are going to clash hard, um, so definitely going to be a good shootout type of game. It's going to be a fantasy bonanza, I think. It will be. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited about uh, about that. I'm excited that I have like three fantasy drafts uh, this upcoming week, one in two days. So that really that really pops a boner for me. I'm really, <laughs> really excited about fantasy football, man. I, I love it. It's uh, one of my favorite things uh, to do. But uh, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to breaking down this division tonight. And also, man, we broke down so many divisions. It's- kind of nice to come to the end we're getting close to actually picking games which is uh you know what we all love to do so that's really really great and I'm glad that uh we are inching closer to that moment.
0: Yeah dude I remember back like end of June texting you guys about uh doing division by division breakdown through like from the middle of July on to get, get to the end of the se- end of the regular or the off season and it seemed so far away, and now here we are, so I'm super excited to get into this division. This division is really the best one that we're going to be breaking down. I'm excited as fuck to get into it, and we're going to be starting off with the Las Vegas Raiders right after we're back with our news and notes right after this. Bounce. Yes, you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team, fucking sick of
2: the scene
0: All right, so before we get into the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, got some news and notes. Um, first two first two news headlines are not very uh, good at all. Uh, first one, Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders, he's been looking amazing so far in the preseason. Um, he was shot during alleged carjacking. He's currently in stable condition. Uh, pray to God that he is okay and makes it through this and hopefully that um, his playing career isn't affected at all. Um, but yeah, prayers with Brian Robinson. Um, Matt Ariza was cut from the Bills uh, for horrible accus- accusations against him. Uh, good for the Bills, cut getting, getting rid of him, of him quickly. Um, moving on to some lighter notes, Dolphins signing Trey Flowers from the Patriots. So, um, formerly of the Patriots and Dolphins adding to their, their roster, um, Tyrod Taylor was injured in the final preseason tune-up against the Jets this afternoon. So Tyrod was actually, there were a little bit of discussions about Tyrod potentially being the starter uh, at one point, um, for the Giants just because uh, Daniel Jones has kind of had some issues. Staying on the injuries, Deontay Johnson and TJ Watt both were injured in their final preseason game today. However, they both were seen on the sideline um, without any uh, wraps on their knees and whatever Deontay Johnson hurt. But um, they are, it was said during the broadcast that they both would have come back if it was a regular season game. Uh, Justin Fields lit up the Browns in the first half, three TDs. Um, the Browns, uh, they had. It was starters against starters to start the first half, and the the Bears looked really strong, so not great for the Browns, however it is preseason. Geno Smith was named a starting QB for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Most uninspiring uh, news there. Um, Chargers are gonna be keeping three quarterbacks. They're keeping Easton Stick on their roster. Um, It is an interesting call for the Chargers to keep three quarterbacks, and it also says they're only gonna be keeping four running backs where they are going to be keeping four running backs. Um, So unconventional for the Chargers, interesting to see who's going to get uh, shaved off the roster for those spots. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster and the Chiefs agreed to an amendment on his contract. His uh, roster bonus per game went from 30K to 60K, so his uh, potential earnings for the year doubled. So that's huge for him. And staying in the AFC West, uh, teams believe that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be cutting or uh, trying to trade Alex Leatherwood, so it'll be interesting to see what happens as we get close to roster cuts on Tuesday. And as we said, the Raiders are where we're going to start. They are plus 650 in the AFC West. Uh, this division, um, they get to go against the AFC South, so some of their, uh, some of the games are pretty... Uh, pretty in the uh, AFC West favor uh, going against that division. They also get the NFC West. So um, definitely going to be some solid games on all of these teams' schedules. The Raiders, uh, I mean, I feel like they're in a weird spot because Derek Carr has been, he's not sexy at quarterback. He always seems to, uh, he never seems to get any respect. Um, and, but he does have the numbers to back it up. It seems like those numbers are kind of like popcorn muscle type numbers, because it seems like they come early in the season, they can't sustain it throughout the uh, as the year goes on. But they did give him uh, Devontae Adams, that he is pretty loaded at receiver. Um, the defense has gotten stronger, and they've added Rakia Sin from the uh, Colts, and Chandler Jones, and they're pairing Jones with Max Crosby, so the, that pass rush is gonna be dirty. Um, on offense, the O line's a little shaky, and the running game seems up in the air. Don't know what they're doing with Josh Jacobs, or if they're going to get Zamir White into the fold. But um, I think, looking at their schedule, I really want this this team to be good, and I want them to win this division and make the playoffs. But you know, I just can't cut it the way their the way their schedule shakes out, and just some of the question marks um, that I see with Derek Carr and their run game and their offensive line, I have to go with 10-7. and seven. I think they may be in a fighting spot for potentially getting into the uh, playoffs depending on how things shake out, but I just don't see them for the division. Drew, when you look at this team, do you do you think at plus 650, do you think there's any potential for this team to maybe win this division?
2: Well, sure. I, I think, yeah, sure, they do have a chance. I mean, we looked at them last year and they were they were really proving a point to, to, to possibly win the division over the Chiefs at one point. Um, and then the Chiefs, they, they kind of went on a roll and, and, and did what they did and, and the Raiders went in the opposite direction. So for them this year, it's going to be super important to sustain that success early on through the whole season, which Derek Carr has – Struggled to do uh, as the season goes on. It seems like his play did, does diminish a little bit, but I don't want to talk shit on Derek Carr like everybody else does because uh, I think it is unfair. I think Derek Carr is um, a reputable quarterback in this league. He gets his his buddy Devontae Adams back, and I mean, Hunter Renfro went off last season. He's going to have so many weapons um, to pick from in this offense. It's so crazy to me now, this is the last division breakdown, but it's the best division, and literally any one of these teams in this division could come out on top. Um, it is so star-packed with great players, um, and the Raiders, like you said, they added Chandler Jones, who I'm a huge fan of. The dude's a monster when he's when he's playing well, and Max Crosby. Uh, what a great story that guy is, and um, what a great player as well. And so they're going to have a really nice defensive line, I look forward to seeing Jonathan Abram if he can stay healthy because he's kind of uh, he's like a bulldog in that in that defense and I really like him but he doesn't seem to stay healthy ever. So um, it's going to come down to a couple things for these guys. It's going to come down with can Josh McDaniels you know get uh, plays enough to Devonte Adams who is arguably the best receiver in all of football which is a huge boost to any team. Um, and so in Darren Waller, I believe, is hurt right now. Um, I don't know how, how serious the injury is, but um, I don't think he's going to be ready for week one from what I have heard. Uh, and that's going to be a bummer because when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. Um, you mentioned the offensive line too. Alex Leatherwood may be gone, uh, which is surprising because the offensive line isn't really that great. Um, Colton Miller and and Denzel Good are both coming off an ACL tear, um, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting in this division for sure. They're gonna beat the shit out of each other, which is gonna be great uh, great for ratings and stuff. So um, yeah, for me, I, it's hard to put the Raiders at the bottom, but just looking back from um, you know, all the teams that we have in this division, it, it's really hard. But their their offense on paper. I mean, it can hang with anybody.
0: It really can. Like if if Carr is on, it definitely seems like this offense can can be pretty fun. But Keith, I think the big thing there is when Carr is on, do you trust do you trust Derek Carr for the full season? Do you think we're, it's do you think that after the amount of time he's been in the league, all of a sudden something's going to flip or do you think it's just going to be the same old Derek Carr?
1: I feel like Derek Carr's always been a decent NFL quarterback. I, I'm excited to see him with Josh McDaniels. I feel like he hasn't really had a great scheme to work with. True, <laughs> in true. His career. And, you know, you bring over Devontae Adams, and those guys played together at Fresno State. So you bring that guy in with the relationship already, and that's a, that's a big thing for a quarterback to have somebody that, that they can rely on like that. And everything I've seen so far in camp and in preseason, those guys are tearing it up, and I think they lit up your pats, Drew, and, and OPAs. yeah. So um, I think they've got a chance to be better this year. I think the, the offensive line could be a little bit of a liability. Um, the run game with Josh Jacobs, some weird stuff happening there through the preseason where we thought, like, <laughs> he's even going to make the team now. Um, but I think it'd be in their best interest to use him as much as possible. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. So um, they did bring in Zamir White out of Georgia. They picked him in the fourth round, so I think he's going to be your handcuff there just in case something happens with Jacobs, but I don't know. I like this team. I I feel like last year when when Gruden left, they they became very gritty um, with Passaccia at head coach, and they were a team that just kind of wouldn't go away. For sure. Um, They they get down in a lot of games and look like they're out of it, but they never never stop fighting, so um, I think a team like that, especially in this division, these teams know each other so well. Um, I think it's going to take a couple games where, you know, the things just kind of bounce their way within the division and they get some of these big wins against these teams. And um, I think maybe if, like, three teams come out of this division and, and make the playoffs, I, I think they, they're going to be one of those teams. I, I mean, I could definitely see that. There's also another side of me that thinks that maybe just for –
0: what a fucking slaughterhouse this division is going to be. It could we could actually see less teams coming out of this division just because of all the beating up on each other they're going to do. I mean, just look at the the end of the schedule for for the Raiders. This is what ultimately pushed me off of them for the division. They've got the Chargers, the Rams, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Niners, and the Chiefs to finish off their season. Um, you know, I, the easiest team on there potentially is the Patriots, which is not um, traditionally what you would think. I know I see Drew shaking his head. But, I mean, that's a murderer's row to finish off the season. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun that the Raiders Chiefs play the last game of the season if they are anywhere close to being a, that being a battle for the For uh, the division, that'll be the um, final Sunday night game, so that's kind of fun to look forward to. But, yeah, I I don't know, just this tough schedule and just something, I just, I don't know. It's just hard to really buy into the Raiders winning this division. Um, But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think this division is going to be very fun, obviously. And moving on, we've got the the Denver Broncos. They are plus 260 for the division. Um, This team... We've been seeing this team's defense get stronger and stronger over the years. They finally got rid of Vic Fangio, um, and they bring in Russell Wilson. This team's been like a quarterback away. Russell Wilson is definitely a huge upgrade, but um, I question his durability. Over the past couple years with the Seahawks, Keith at the beginning of last season, even before Wilson got hurt, was kind of down on the Seahawks because of where they were at and i feel like uh wilson's ability to be russell wilson has kind of diminished over the years so I-, I don't know how much of a spark he really gives the broncos um their defense is going to keep keep them in games but they haven't been able to beat the chiefs for a very long time i think it's like almost seven eight years now i mean i don't know if russell wilson makes change makes a difference there but um after their, start, their schedule starts off easy, they got the Seahawks and the Texans to start the season. So that's pretty nice. But after that, the schedule gets tough. It gets very brutal. I've got this team going 8-9. and nine. I am, I don't know, it's just a fading Russell Wilson. I, I just think if you're going to buy into this team being good, you have to really be... Uh, be sure that Russell Wilson's going to last the season and be the Russell Wilson of old, Drew. Do you think that uh, Russell Wilson makes this team a playoff team?
2: Well, I mean, they're definitely. We all have to agree Russell Wilson's better than Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Right. We're, we're all we're all on that on that train. So in that regard, I mean, they they got better at that spot, and Russell Wilson is a dog, man. He uh, he really is, dude. He's a grinder and he's a gritty gritty player and uh, he puts a lot of work into his game. I have a lot of respect for Russell Wilson um, and I do like his offensive weapons. Uh, I, I've been drafting in court and a lot and Jerry Judy. They're like right back to back in the fifth round of drafts right now. And I think um, that's, that's a nice complement of pieces for Russell Wilson. Um, I don't, I can't say whether or not yet they will be comparable to uh, what he had in Seattle. Um, but they certainly are very formidable receivers. Who, if he can get the best out of them, uh, is going to be a nice, a nice unit. A lot of people are talking up Albert O right now as a, as a, as a tight end. But to be honest, well, honest with you, I could care less about that. I, I'm totally off on Albert O on fantasy dress because historically, Russell Wilson just doesn't target a whole lot of t- tight ends. That's I mean, very he, true. He, 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 re- he really doesn't. So. Um, they're gonna they're gonna key in on their on the running game, which which brings up my next point, which annoys me more than anything. I'm annoyed as fuck with that running game in Denver because I just want Devonte Williams all day long, every fucking Sunday, and Melvin Gordon's gonna be in there just muddying up uh, that opportunity. And um, I, he's just such a I don't know. Melvin Gordon is kind of on the back end of his career right now. I think he knows it. and so, I think they're just keeping him around just in case, um, you know, he gets injured. But recently, over the last five, six, seven years, Denver has kept a lot of depth at running back, and they've always put in a committee approach, no matter who seems to be the the coach. Um, so we got to see if that changes up a little bit this year, because I think they can feed J- Javante Williams and pass the ball to Javante Williams and really have. Um, something positive for this team but um, as you alluded to Kev like that their heart and soul of this team right now really isn't the offense even though they have some great pieces but it's this defense this defense is going to keep them in in games Um, they are pretty tenacious uh, in that regard and they do have an easier schedule than the Raiders do so it gives them uh, an opportunity to possibly be there at the end of the season. But, you know, I have to see what Russell Wilson looks like. I haven't seen one throw by Russell Wilson, i got to be honest, to, to any of these receivers yet. I haven't seen any footage or preseason. Uh, could be my fault that that, that has occurred. Um, but there's certainly – man they have the talent it's just can they put it together in this tough division and I certainly have my doubts as well I do like the Raiders better overall than than the Broncos um I know that uh, the odds makers don't see it that way but I don't know it's going to be an interesting season for the Broncos I'm certainly going to keep my eye on them and, and just see um what they what they're made of and and see how much of a leap this team makes with Russell Russell Wilson
0: yeah, it's definitely going to be fun to see what he looks like with this roster. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it, this, this division in general is going to be so tough. Um, I, I, I just I, I don't know. I just I, The proven commodity in the Chiefs, it's just hard for me to get off of them, especially with the Broncos not being able to beat the Chiefs. Keith, um, you were talking the other day about potentially being on the Broncos. Are you going to, to take this team at
1: plus 260 to win the division? No, I don't think I am. I kind of got off that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> think... He <laughs> yeah, saw the light. Yeah, saw the light. Yeah, you mentioned like Russell Wilson. I think he's probably lost a step. Um, I think he was also playing with some mediocre like teams over the last couple of years in Seattle after he took his deal. That that whole team in Seattle just kind of like disintegrated around him. Yep. Um, the the front line was just horrible. They didn't really have much of a run game. He did have two really good receivers, but when you you're getting heat up the middle and in your face every play, it's kind of hard to find those guys. Yep. But um yeah, I'm just kind of looking at this team and looking at their their new coach Nathaniel Hackett. He comes over from Green Bay. He was their offensive coordinator. And when him and Lafleur got to, to Green Bay, they just they kind of slowed everything down for for Rodgers. Um, they they were not a pass happy team over there. Um, try to be efficient, run the football, and that kind of stuff. So I don't think we're going to see Russ Cook here in Denver either. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be as bad as it was in Seattle, but I think people need to kind of like lower their expectations on this passing game a little bit. Does have really good weapons in Sutton and Judy. The thing about these guys is they're like all season long last year, like when they're on the field, they're open. Um, Teddy just wasn't able to find them. So that was really frustrating for that offense. But I think this year, I think that they're going to they're going to hit on those big plays because Russ is able to get the ball out to them. I think he's still got enough left in the tank to sit back in the pocket and deliver a good ball. So I think that's really good for this team. You already mentioned the defense is like super good. They held teams to 18 points a game last year, but it just didn't matter because their offense was so fucking anemic. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't score enough points to win games. So, I think this is a really good team, especially with the defense. If Russ can be Russ and this this offense can be di- can be dynamic, they get Melvin Gordon out of the fucking way for once. Monte eat. I, I think they've I think they've got a shot at it, at least in this division. You got to have to you're going to have to play defense with some of the offenses that you're going up against. For and sure. I think I think Denver has the best secondary in this division. And that's absolutely something you're going to have to have to play the Chargers and play the Chiefs. Yes, that's
0: very true. Very true. They definitely do have a solid secondary. They did lose Vaughn Miller midseason last year. Um, so the one piece that they that they don't have from the pass rush perspective, but yeah, their their secondary is absolutely dirty. I mean they're definitely I, I mean I'm kind of kind of nervous about picking them. I have them last in the division just because I think I was kind of thinking about the old Broncos and not really buying into to Russ. But yeah, if Russ if Russ can be Russ and um, like the magic that he once had, and be able to have like a you know run heavy uh, you know ball control offense with this defense and be able to rely on the offense to score points. This team could be really, really good. Like, I I do see it. I do see the scenario where they are absolutely dirty. I just am kind of going the other way. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with the Los Angeles Chargers right after this. Okay, so plus 220, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Vegas, Vegas really likes this team. Um, they're really close to the Chiefs the Chiefs are plus 175. You know, Justin Herbert, everybody seems to really be in on Herbert. I am as well. I think he is he's the real deal. He is the real deal. He's a fucking laser armed quarterback. However, when you look at this roster, Aside from the fact that the Chargers still have the San Diego Charger ownership and the San Diego Charger Chargers in them, they will eventually at one point Charger. Other than that point, the other thing that kind of makes me nervous about their roster, outside of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the rest of their pass catchers are not really – Household names: Joshua Palmer, Jalen Guyton, DeAndre Carter. It's more—I mean, not exactly names that leap out at you. So they've got two top dudes, and then after that, it kind of falls off. Gerald Everett—he comes over from the Seahawks, he or the Rams. Um, he's had some some decent games, but I, I don't know. I mean, I just—I don't know if you can really get excited about that. Um, and then the other piece with them: Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, I mean, can he continue to play with his small stature and avoid injury, and uh, that's a lot to ask with his size. I mean, the defense is absolutely nasty. Like, you look at their defense. They brought over Khalil Mack. Their defense is absolutely dirty. I think this is actually – I think this is the second – this is probably the best uh, defense in this division, actually. I think it's actually above – the, uh, the Broncos. I like this defense from top to bottom better. I think, again, the biggest thing with this team is I'm just fading them just because they're the Chargers. I think that's the only thing. If they can get out from the San Diego Chargers curse that they have, I could see this team winning the division. I'm, I've got them going 10-7. I think that they're going to be right in the thick of things. It's just eventually the Chargers always, always, always Charger. You always have to remember that, especially in big games. When you're betting these guys, pay, remember that this year. I promise you, it'll save you some money. Um, don't trust this team ever. But they—they uh, they, on paper, they have everything—everything everything it would take to win this division. Keith, are you on this team? Uh, I, I mean, they're absolutely loaded on paper.
1: Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I am. Um, I think that probably Kansas City's probably still the best team in this division. But we got to go off the script here a little bit, right? So I'm I'm tired of fucking Mahomes. And I'm tired of the Chiefs. So let's go Chargers. Preach it. Um, All
2: right.
1: I feel like I feel like they were very aggressive this off season. Um, I Absolutely. feel like they're they're in like an attacking kind of like win now window with with Justin Herbert. They got their stud quarterback on a low contract, right? Um, and is it just yep. me or do the LA teams have more money than the rest of the league as far as cap space goes? <laughs> like I feel like they just sign whoever the hell they want out there. But <laughs> I feel like they definitely. Focused on the defensive side of the ball this offseason and given the talent they have on offense I think it makes complete sense. They also added J.C. Jackson in the secondary. You mentioned Khalil Mack. He's going to be up there with Joey Bosa. Um, They added Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson in the middle as run stuffers. And that's something that they've struggled with in the past historically. So I feel like they've kind of filled all the holes on defense and I'm I'm with you. They are probably the best defense in the division top to bottom. Um, but, yeah, offensively, I feel like it's really easy to be optimistic for this team. They, they solved the offensive line issues, it seems like, last year. Um, Austin Eckler, he's a fantasy stud. They backed him up with Isaiah Spiller in the, in the draft. Um, I think they have a plan to take some touches off of Eckler. I think he actually came out in the media and said that he wanted some touches taken off of his workload. Um, they re-signed Mike Williams. Keenan Allen, as long as he can stay healthy, he's kind of getting up there a little bit in age. I agree with you. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, another option, Josh Palmer, I, I love him, man. He is so good. He stepped in for a couple games there last year, um, scored some big-time fantasy points for us. And and Gerald Everett, he's a very athletic tight end that I don't think has really gotten a fair shake. So, um, this is an offense that already put up 27 points a game last year, and we could see Herbert take yet another step forward this year. So, uh, the offense I think could could be very scary as long as everybody stays healthy.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be a big if too. the The health, I mean, I don't know. It, it it's definitely, I, like I said, it's just the Chargers. Uh, after living in San Diego for a while, it's it just makes me nervous just with the chargers but and and the the salary cap thing the one i think that the the way it works is they're actually the revenue they make from like super bowl money and uh ticket sales is split between the teams and they're able to use that more on cat for cash on hand for bonuses the way they structure contracts they're actually able to afford to do stuff like that more than some other teams and it uh Bonus money doesn't affect salary cap, so that's how the teams like uh, the the Rams and the Chargers are able to to skirt the salary cap system. Um, Drew, the Chargers, do you think they can finally dethrone the Chiefs?
2: Yeah, I love them. I really okay. do. I really do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching this team as a hawk. Or not as a hawk. I'm not going to turn into a hawk, anybody. Yeah, I'm you, like you should turn into a yeah, hawk. That'd be badass. I would actually like that. That would be badass. That would be really fucking cool. But no, I um, uh, I love this team, man. I just going through this roster, the way they they play on the offensive side, of the ball. I mean, they go for fourth downs, like fourth and twenty six, and they go for it. I fucking love it. Maybe. It's just it's aggressive nature and i and i and i'm here for it i really am I, I love the additions that they they brought in this is a team that wants to win and win now and i love uh their offseason moves They bring in Khalil mack and uh, kyle van noy from the patriots who i'm a huge fan of uh, he's at the back end of his career don't know how much he'll be a help there but i still love the player and he's very knowledgeable uh gerald everett as you guys alluded to love that move uh, even though Jared Cook was probably – he was athletic as well, and I like that. But yep. um, Mike Williams I'm huge on. I, I had so much stock in Mike Williams last year, and, boy, he paid off for me. He finished top 10 mm-hmm. in PPR, um, so he, he catches a lot of touchdowns. Uh, and Justin um, Justin Herbert's going to really just, I think, make that, that next step because he's just he, – he's been electrifying uh, the minute he stepped on the field for the Chargers. Uh, so. Yep. I just think they're going to keep these these pieces as a, like a stepping stone and just keep getting better and better. And I think this is the year they finally take down the Chiefs because I don't think the Chiefs did enough in the off season to improve themselves. It's just that the Chiefs right now have better coaching staff and they have Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, I mean, we look at this roster. This defense, oh my lord, have mercy! I I just love it. J.C. Jackson is so freaking good. I'm so sad to have lost him as a Patriots fan. Um, so enjoy Chargers. He is freaking good. He is banged up a little bit right now, but once he gets healthy, man, he is such a playmaker. And just this defense is going to be great with Bosa. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league, and it's just it's just exciting to watch. And I think. You know, we're all skeptical a little bit just because we've been burned by the Chargers. But at some point that stops. At some point, these teams they turn over and they and 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 they click. Um, Derwin James is still there. He's a master uh, chess piece player for 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 these guys. And Austin Eckler, who is shifty as fuck, and I love Isaiah Spiller. He's a little banged up right now, but I love him as a handcuff option for for Austin Eckler. And as Keith alluded to, man, Joshua Palmer, oh, my God, dude, what a stud this guy is to have as a third wide receiver in case Allen in his old ass goes down. So, like, I just – this team right now is just loaded front to back. They do have the best defense in this division, in my opinion, from the defensive line. Their linebackers is probably their weakest spot in this defense, but still, what a great unit. And I just – I love the tenacity – of their offensive approach, just balls to the walls. And I think that's what they're going to need in the division like this. They're going to have to no risk it, no biscuit on this because that's what's going to be required to get over all these teams in this division.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, they do have to fucking go balls to the wall. The one thing that scares me with their coaching style of Brandon Staley is uh, I feel like it – like I love – the aggressive go for it style but i feel like they do it too much yeah. like it's actually it's actually detrimental to their team the amount that they get, that they do it um, so that's what makes me nervous as well just cuz it's all the more uh, potentially setting up teams and scoring position because they're going for it on their own side of the field. All that type of stuff. That's the that's the other reason why I kind of shy away from them, but I mean if they do click, if you know, this this team definitely has all the pieces if they are clicking to make a Super Bowl run. If they if they have that type of season, they could be in that direction. It's just again. Definitely. Los Angeles. Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. All right. That brings us to our final team to preview before we get to the regular season. Uh, the chiefs, the Kansas city chiefs are plus plus one seventy-five. So, I mean, Vegas is buying into the fact that, you know, the chiefs aren't the far and away favorites. They're on the, they're getting plus money. They're only, you know, 45, uh, $45 or whatever difference in, uh, between them and the chargers. So not a huge runaway favorite for the division. So Vegas, Vegas sees the, the potential for it to slip away from the chiefs. Um, I look at them they their their defense got a little bit weaker by getting rid of um the honey badger that's not great um you know they, they their defense has been up and down and i feel like there was times where their defense was really really bad um It's gotten a little bit better over the past year, but that's always a a red flag with the Chiefs. Um, They have a whole new cast of receivers on this roster now that Tyreek's out of town. You know, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They got uh, MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers. Uh, Nicole Hardman looks like he'll be uh, the number three receiver, but there's a lot of talk about Sky Moore uh, potentially as the season goes along getting some uh, playing time. They've got a lot of, a lot of pieces for uh, Mahomes. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what he looks like with these new guys, um, see if he clicks with them. You know, he's still got his security blanket and Travis Kelsey. Um, running back-wise, is CEH going to lose his job to Isaiah Pacheco? Um, I know a lot of people are buying stock in, stock in him if this team can get consistent running back play that's like the one thing they've been lacking for a long period of time if they can get that consistency and reliability that's what they wanted Clyde edwards Lair to be and he just has not been able to do that for them he can give them bursts but he doesn't he hasn't been hang your hat on it type of guy and that's what this team needs um, if the, if Pacheco can can provide that to them I don't know. I think if I, I think until proven otherwise, I have to go Chiefs in this division. I've got them going twelve and five. Um, I think that uh, until proven otherwise, they're the team to beat in this division. Mahomes is still Mahomes. Um, if he can develop that chemistry with with Juju, I feel like Juju had like a literal dead person throwing him the ball for the past two years and was able to put up put up stats. So if he has, I mean, think about the change from you know old Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes. Like, Roethlisberger couldn't throw to Juju more than 15 yards downfield. So the fact that he can be getting bombs from Patrick Mahomes, I think that's exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't like the Chiefs at all, but I feel like they're going to be a fun team, and I think they're the team to beat in this division. And 12-5 uh, and 5 is where I got him Keith, uh, you're, you're on your boys, the Chargers. I mean, I don't know. I think this Chiefs team could still still be pretty deadly.
1: Yeah, I, th- I still think they're the team you're going to have to get through at the end of the year, right? And this whole division could come down to some interdivisional games between the Chiefs and, and whoever else is actually able to pull through and beat them head-to-head. Yep. Um, but, when, yeah, when you look on the surface here, the Chiefs suffered a lot of losses in the offseason, not just Tyreek Hill, not just Tyron Matthew, but Melvin Ingram, Chardavius Ward, Anthony Hitchens, all on the defensive side. Um, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, those are those are weapons that like maybe weren't like elite receivers, but we all know their names because <laughs> Mahomes was hitting them for These touchdowns a lot, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, Kelsey's still there. They bring in Juju, MVS, they drafted Sky Moore. Um, Nicole Hardman's still there as well. Um, it's definitely going to be a new look for the offense, but the overall depth and talent of the wide receiver core looks to be better this year, I think. Um, yeah this sure i I think it's going to help stretch defenses even more before you had to choose between either covering tyreek or travis kelsey now you have to kind of account for a lot more people and Mm -hmm. i think that McCole hardman has the speed to still take the top off of the defense when they need it kind of like in that tyreek hill role um -hmm. but and we've seen defenses kind of playing that deeper shell look uh lately against kansas city and they they had to change the way that they did offense anyway so now you know, it's kind of just how they've adjusted to play anyway. So when you get rid of Tyreek, I mean, all these guys kind of fit that mold a little bit better, anyways. So I think for like fantasy purposes, it's going to be really, really big. Whoever that guy is behind Travis Kelsey, like that guy's going to be absolute fantasy fucking gold. But I uh, just don't know who that's going to be. I don't, I don't know. I think it could be Sky Moore. I think that Juju probably has a little bit of trouble lately staying healthy through the season. Yeah, And MVS is very inconsistent. He dropped a lot of balls in Green Bay. But um, yeah, you mentioned Isaiah Pacheco. He's been the preseason darling so far. They also brought in Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon. um, But I think it's still going to be CEH leading the backfield. I kind of like that his ADP is getting suppressed a little bit this year. I think he's a little bit sneaky. But I think in, in years past that defense, you mentioned a little bit of a liability but they always seem to show up well and when it matters. And I think that the pressure that the Chiefs offense puts on other teams, I think that is probably their best defense is making other offenses outperform themselves, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And you know the thing with the with the two over the top against this Chiefs offense, if they can just get that consistent running back play and make them not make teams not be able to consistently just throw two deep safety and try to bring somebody down in the box to stop the run, that would really open up a ton for this offense if they could could get that. Um, so that's what uh, you know. I'm I'm really hoping P- uh, Pacheco can can give that to them, Drew. Um, I mean. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I know you don't love him, but he's he is the baby goat. Uh, This team still goes the way he goes.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Unfortunately, I do have to recognize that, and surely he um, he's the X factor. And the other X factor for this team isn't actually their players. It's their coaching staff. Um, It's probably the best in the league, honestly. Uh, They're just really, really good at scheming uh, for their players that they have, and. Mahomes is great at finding these players, and it doesn't seem to matter who's in there; they find a way to get it done. Uh, Tyreek Hill, though, um, boy, lightning in a bottle—that guy is. And so, uh, I do think that is a is a is a tough loss because Tyreek scared everybody. I mean, God, where's Tyreek? Don't let him go. I don't think Nicole Hardman is on that level uh, i do like him i from what i've read recently he's going to be their number two guy he's worked in the fold uh that way um they're not real impressed with uh, marquez Valdez scantling uh, but he's still going to probably be a starter for them obviously kelsey is still there the best tight end in the game currently and he's going to see a lot of targets he is getting older though he's 32. Um, but mm-hmm. he does seem to survive the injury bug. I don't think is, is this guy ever injured. <laughs> I don't even recall. Like it's amazing. yeah, it's
0: not that big one. Yeah,
2: it's amazing. Like I can't imagine like what Rob Gronkowski could have been uh, if he had the injury luck as um, as Kelsey has had. It's it would have been insane. But anyway, um, yeah, Honey Badger leaving to go to the Saints is a little bit of a is a little bit of a. Uh, a negative for the defense but they drafted Justin Reed um who I think is going to be really good he's just not going to have the um, I guess um you know the experience that Honey Bradger brings to the table and I know a lot of coaches love that that um you know Honey Badger knows the game was in uh the NFL for such a long time but they adjust I I I I am worried about the defense, but, man, it's like I can't – it's hard for me to say that the Chargers are going to win this division even though I love them so much top to bottom when the Chiefs have been the most consistent team in the NFL for five years. I mean, name me another team that's been more consistent in the last five years than the Chiefs. You can't. It's unbelievable. Um, They continually make the AFC championship every fucking year. And until they prove otherwise – um, it's going to be hard for me to pick against them. Last year, I wanted to. Last year, they started to stumble throughout the season, and everybody got on them and thought, wow, maybe uh, maybe the Raiders are going to pull ahead. Maybe the uh, Chargers might get them. But at the end of the day, they were there, and they played one of the best games I've ever seen in my fucking life. So until I see this decline, it's hard for me to go any other way uh, right now than, than the Chiefs. So um, kudos to them for being that consistent and and, and playing just well. Um, but if this is going to be the year that they're not going to stay on top, I would certainly understand it because the division has gotten severely better, and they're going to have to um, they're going to have to show up every fucking game. And the other thing is too with the Chiefs, which worries me. Um, is that their bulletin board material, everybody's gunning for them. They're the yeah, top.
0: everybody does gun for You're them. Right.
2: The, they get everybody's best every single time. And I know a thing or two about that. I'm a Patriots fan. So, like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little worried. But like I said, for this um, situation on this podcast, it's just hard for me to pick against them right now until they prove otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 – Big key that you mentioned the coaching staff. I mean, Andy Reid so is a, it? He, he's completely flipped the narrative uh, for his career by getting that Super Bowl, Bowl victory a few years ago. Because, uh, but you know, as a regular season coach, even before God, uh, so before the Super Bowl, I mean, he's always been great in the regular season, and uh, he can scheme things up so well. And Eric Bien-Aimé, uh seems to be a very good offensive coordinator. You know they they've got a solid staff and yeah it's it's hard to go against them I mean they're the proven commodity and you know Mahomes had, had dealt with injury I think that was two years ago In mildly the yeah. dislocated kneecap you know all that stuff but um, but yeah he's he's kind of been able to avoid avoid a major one as well so yeah I mean I don't know until until proven otherwise you just gotta it's tough to go against them but you know that taking Taking the, every team's A game has definitely got a, got to a wear on you as a team after a while, but the fact that they've still been able to continually be there is obviously a sign of how great they are. All right, yeah. That division is going to be a slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, top to bottom, AFC West is a fucking battle. And, it, you know, for for a team to overtake the Chiefs, they're going to have to fucking—they they have to win every game uh, that they have the opportunity to because they cannot— that, you know, the Chiefs are going to to be a tough out. All right, uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with our studs and duds of the division right after this. All right, studs and duds of the division, and then... Uh, Will be out so let's go with the fancy studs of the AFC
1: West Keith you can lead this one off yeah I'm gonna go with wide receiver Josh Palmer of the Los Angeles Chargers um, I just I love that offense we love Herbert right um, Mike Williams has a plenty of injuries over the past couple years that he's it's dealt true. with this he, is true he just got he just got paid he got the bag um i don't like that uh keenan allen getting up there a little bit in age but even just as a third option for herbert in that offense uh we've seen some great flashes out of palmer and i think he's going so late right now he's a 69th wide receiver off the board 69 no yeah real nice right nice uh but yeah just just being an option in that offense and with the if somebody were to go down i mean he's gonna be an everyday plug-and-play starter
0: yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Fresh after fresh off me saying, like, other than Allen and Williams, there's nobody on this <laughs> roster. I, I like it. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, if you're in on this offense, for sure, I think that's a great stud. Drew, who's yours?
2: Yeah, so for me, it's Cortland Sutton. I I just, I, I think this is going to be his year, man. And I think the fantasy experts also believe that, too, because he's being drafted pretty high. He's 16th overall. Yeah. Uh, with the receivers and i just think that um, if he's staying healthy and the hell and, and the injury to tim patrick i think yep. that's what really gives him that boost where he's just going to see a lot of targets and as keith alluded to earlier in the podcast which was great insight is that he separates and when you have a good decent quarterback but i think he's good uh russell wilson he's going to be able to hit him because he separates and i think you know, Cortland Sutton is just going to go off this year. And I've been grabbing him a lot. And when I look at my roster builds, I like seeing him on my roster. So, for me, you know, Cortland Sutton. Cortland good. Sutton.
0: All right. Right on. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, proven commodity Chiefs offense. And I'm going to go with Juju Smith Schuster. I feel like if he can stay healthy, this is going to be the best quarterback he's played with in the NFL, so that's going to be big. He was able to put up numbers on a Steelers team with a dead quarterback. I think that uh, he's going to flourish with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, so I like Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, moving along to our duds. Drew, who is your dud? Who is the dude that you do not want to touch in this division?
2: Yeah, for me, it's just C-E-H. You know, he... Everybody still believes that a Chiefs running back is going to produce like they used to. And ever since Patrick Mahomes has been in town, it just hasn't been the case. Um, Now, you know, CEH isn't being drafted high. I do realize that, but I just don't want any parts of him in this backfield, because I think Isaiah Pachella, who's been playing really good, has a really good chance of getting the starting role. And so, for me, I don't want to take a risk on CEH even in the middle rounds of my draft because I just think uh, it's a risky play. So, for me, I'm just out just out on him this year. Out on Clyde Edwards. I like that dud. Uh, Keith, who is your dud?
1: Yeah, I'm going with tight end Darren Waller, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I just – at tight end five. He's going off the board in the fourth round. I just feel like there's so many other options right there. Mm-hmm. and there's a really nice pocket of tight ends that goes after him as well uh dalton schultz hawkinson mm-hmm. goddard i like those guys just as much as i might like waller um he's had a lot of injury issues last year dude's only practiced one time so far this year he was at the wnba game instead of his own preseason game this year just like and then you bring in Devonte adams like there's just a lot more mouths to feed in that offense now it's just just not a good feel there's just so many other better options in that range uh, in your drafts I,
0: I i like that i think that's a very good very good dud um and i i definitely don't want to touch him as well my dud is going to be austin eckler um i just think that i i don't know i, I just feel like as the as the the years go on with him. I just feel like you're you're waiting on something for him. The fact that he's been out there saying that he doesn't want to have as many touches as he's had isn't isn't a great look either. So I don't like Austin Eckler. I know he's going pretty high in drafts. I don't don't love that. I I wouldn't want to be taking him where you would have to be at to take him. So I'm going Austin Eckler. All right, dudes. We just did every division. Broke every division down in the NFL. Um, we, we have one more week until we're going to be talking real football. Next week, we're going to be back, and we're going to do a, a quick episode on our playoff predictions and Super Bowl picks. And then after that, it's fucking real football again. We're actually going to be making picks every week uh, to set you up for the week. Um, we're going to try and do these consistently on Monday nights. Um, uh, we'll try our best to stay consistent with that. We're all we, The three of us always have different things going on, so we're going to try our best. Um, but yeah, we're looking so forward to to bring you guys picks every week. Um, it's gonna be awesome, um, guys. We're almost there. Thank you guys so much for being on the summer journey. I'm so fucking excited to get to real football. Keith, you got anything to say tonight before we out?
1: No, I'm just ready to get into it, man. I'm ready for it to be here finally. We've, we talked about it so much now, and it's like okay let's get there let's, let's talk about the real stuff let's start picking games let's get into it
0: hell yeah dude i'm so fucking excited it's it's wild once it actually comes it's gonna be like christmas morning as a little kid drew um anything to say before we roll
2: yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm excited about college football this weekend too yeah. this upcoming weekend to be honest with you because um, i like college football obviously college players become nfl players so like it's good football, and I'm excited about about that. And obviously, um, not a, not thrilled with all the injuries that came out of preseason. A little worried about about that. Certainly worried about my Patriots. They looked awful against the Raiders, and that first team offense couldn't even score against their second team uh, at the Raiders, and so. I'm a little worried about that, and I do want the media to stop questioning Tom Brady about taking 11 days off. This man does. (laughs) This man does not deserve it. And if you're not, if you're gonna, you know, if there's anybody in the NFL not to question anymore, it's that guy. So just leave him the fuck alone, dude. Like he just, (laughs) it's so annoying to me to see him up there in the press conferences having to answer these fucking questions. Like just tell me, if you guys took 11 days off from your job, could you still do it? absolutely all right come on man let's get on with
0: it hell yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, we're getting to the point where we're actually gonna all this dumb dumb stuff is gonna be no longer ta- well, not, not really uh, no longer talked about but it won't be the the number one headlines there'll actually be game stuff to talk about so um yeah we're so excited to, to get there we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to us spew predictions that are probably going to be wrong uh right at week two so we're, ex- we're excited that everybody took the time to listen who did um we appreciate it and yeah until we talk to you next week we'll be back next sunday or saturday depending um but when we're back we'll, we will uh talk to you then till then peace Thanks for listening to the First and 30 podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And share the episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen.